Because I can control the weather, they call me Storm. Welcome to This Week in Nerd News, your one-stop shop for all the pop culture you may have missed this week. Brought to you by the Black Nerd Problems Broadcasting Network. I'm your host, Keith Reed Cleveland. And I am your host, Nicole Snyder. There you have it, folks. We are back. It is a new year. There's plenty of content coming out, and we don't have enough time to talk about all of it. But first and foremost, how's your break been, Mikael? It's been a couple weeks for us. It's been, it's been good. We've recorded our joint episode celebrating the very strange year that was 2023, and now it is somehow 2024, and the, there's so much to talk about, Keith, but I'm, I'm excited to be back with you. Yeah, that feeling is definitely mutual for sure. Like, there's been so much content coming out. Usually, the end of the year is super quiet, but I feel like this year, people took advantage of that to try and get some attention. They said, you're all sitting at home anyway, and just kept dropping news bombs. And I'm like, you know, we could be podcasting about this, but we deserve breaks. We, we do, and breaks are very important because that's what keeps us fresh when we have to cover all of the weird stuff that comes up. Are you ready to discuss some of the weird stuff that has come up? Yes, I am. Mikhail's going to have their lightning round going, which I'm probably not going to get more than two points, but you never know. Might start the year off strong. And then our big ticket item this week is going to be a full-on episode about all the anime happenings that have occurred already and will occur throughout the rest of the year today. And then, as always, finishing with our patented, non-patented lightning round to catch you up on some stuff. Sound good? Sounds great. So, we're returning to our Mad Libs of News headlines. You, you know the drill. I have some prompts that you can answer. I can give you a hint if you so ask. The points are there, technically. We have not actually kept track except for that one time where we had you and Victoria face off. We'll do that again at some point, I'm sure. But yeah, let's get going. And first of all, uh, we may have to watch out because this streaming service has announced in the know a puppet-driven show about a podcast. I do know about this because I saw like a tweet about it and said, nope, I'm not looking into it any further. I believe <laughs> I'm going to go Peacock. You would be correct. This is a Peacock original. One point here, four more to get. Uh, actually, six more to get. Because Deadline reports that this actor has become attached to yet another video game movie. It's not Chris Pratt, but he did star alongside him. Uh, points for either the actor or the video game. Okay, so I don't know why I'm convinced these two have worked together when they very well may never have. I'm going to guess Charlie Day. I mean, you are correct that they have worked together, but that that is not the actor that is attached to the latest video game adaptation, unfortunately. I feel like that one would actually... He would be a good video game voice actor, I feel like. I mean, he was Luigi in the movie. Oh, that's why I think that. Okay, thank you. Okay, I have no idea, so I'll take that. Can I get a hint? One of the movies that this actor is in involved a lot of singing. That has worked with Chris Pratt. Bradley Cooper? He was also in a animated martial arts film? Jack Black. That's the one. Jack Black is... Okay, sorry. Star. When you went musical, my mind went to that movie with him and Lady Gaga. With Bradley, I mean Bradley Cooper. That is correct. I don't think Bradley Cooper and Chris Pratt worked on a video game adaptation together. No, but they were both the Guards of the Galaxy. That is fair. Would you like to guess the video game just fire from the hip? Um, Donkey Kong? No, and I wouldn't be Nintendo the Universe again, would it? Uh, I'm gonna go with Halo. No, no, Halo is ironically on Paramount Plus right now. No, Jack Black has oh. been attached to the Minecraft movie. 
Okay. That'll be interesting to see. Just just to see, honestly. Like, how do they do this? Yeah, I, I have no idea. All right, so no points there. So we're just going to keep on keeping on. Let's talk about Max for a second. Because it's not malicious, but given Max's track record, could you blame us for thinking it might be? Uh, Vulture reported how this beloved fantasy movie franchise's had its third movie installation temporarily removed from the streaming service because of technical issues. But thankfully, it's back now. Was it Lord of the Rings? It was Lord of the Rings. They say it was technical issues, and it probably was, but this is not the first time that this uh, Max has removed something. So, two for one, and we're moving on. Did you know that Fortnite isn't the only Battle Royale still alive, kicking, and collaborating? Apex Legends announced a crossover with this upcoming PlayStation exclusive title. Okay, uh, let's see, PlayStation exclusive, I should know this, but I'm currently blanking. Battle Royale, PlayStation, I'll take the hint, actually. Your hint is, it is a JRPG. Only, literally the only JRPG I can think of is Persona, and that's not the PlayStation exclusive. That's not the correct one. Okay, I'll take the loss on that. Oh, we are looking for Final Fantasy VII. Oh, duh. It's a weird thing that they're doing, but good good for Apex Legends for getting Final Fantasy money. So, this is another bingo card question where I would have never called this in, in a thousand years and then some. But it's time to guess which CBS crime procedural is getting a 90-set prequel series. It is a bunch of letters followed by the word Origins. Okay, so like a bunch of letters, CBS, it's either going to be CSI or NCIS. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with NCIS because I feel like they make a new spinoff about that just because they throw something at a map. And they must have run out of spots on the map, so they just started throwing it at a calendar. You would entirely be correct because NCIS Origins is about a young Gibbs narrated by the original Storm or Carmen. Because, again, I think they did run out of stuff on a map, so they went to a calendar. Yeah, that, that seems accurate. And there you go. Three for two. That's a good way to start the year, Keith. Three and two. I will take that as a victory to start off the year. Should we head to our break now, though, so I can enjoy my victory lap around my house? Yeah, t- take the victory lap, and then we'll get back to a lot of news. And we're back. And I pulled a hammy, but I'm okay because I'm sitting down now. So to end up with our big ticket item, as I said, at the top of the show, like one of my favorite things about the top of the year is that we get to look ahead at all the content that's going to be coming our way eventually. And this can be in different categories. It can be TV shows, movies. It can be anime or manga. It can be video games. It can be a lot of things. So for this first episode, Fresh Out the Gate, starting off This Week in Nerd News 2024, I want to focus on one of our shared passions, which is anime. Like it, like Mikhail said, a lot of news here. So to start us off, we got a lot of news coming from One Piece, which unless you've been living under a rock or just are not a fan of One Piece in particular, that show was even more popular than it already was a year ago at this point, based on how the series is going with the number of episodes it's reached and the arc that it's in, the manga getting to turning real good corners, and also the live action adaptation being like a surprisingly good success for Netflix. So with all of that, there's more coming on because you gotta strike while the iron's hot, which Netflix is exactly trying to do. Speaking 
Speaking of, Netflix just announced that starting January 13th of this year, they will start showing the Egghead Island arc of One Piece on the service, which is interesting because that is the current series that has currently coming out everywhere where you watch One Piece, like Hulu or Crunchyroll, at the same time. Now, the interesting thing about that for sure is that if you were trying to watch Netflix, one Piece on Netflix right now, you would stop around episode 500 or so, which I know is a ridiculously high number, but that's not even half of them. But you stop around episode 500 or so, which, if you remember, is like deep in the Marineford arc, which is nowhere near halfway through where the series is right now. So it's basically what Netflix is doing is trying, to, from our purview, either trying to start Strike While the Iron's Hot and says, all right, so everyone's already come to our service to watch the live action One Piece and some of the older episodes. How about we go ahead and bring in some of the people that are caught up who want to stay current, make it convenient for them by showing the current episodes on our service as well. Another announcement we got from Netflix is that we're going to be getting, sometime this month, the release of a prequel from One Piece called Monsters 103 Mercies Dragon Damnation by Echiro Oda. Can we say that word on this podcast? We've said worse. We have said worse on this podcast, and if it's not okay, then we'll get it talking to by Jordan. But yes, the show is called that, and essentially this is based off of a one shot that Oda, the who wrote One Piece, wrote way back in 1994 that was released and shown in Jump back then. So essentially, this is him going back now that he's in a different place in his career and has a different financial backing and his services working at disposal to try again. So for those who don't know, Monster is eventually going to follow the story of Shimotsuki Ryuma, if I pronounce that correctly, who lived in Wano centuries before the adventures of the Straw Hat Pirates. And he eventually goes on to reportedly become the quote-unquote sword god. Now, one thing to make sure that we keep current One Piece fans interested and invested is that there's a strong likelihood that this main character is an ancient ancestor of very important and prominent One Piece characters, namely Rowan Ozoro himself. We also got, and this news had a lot of people scratching their heads, Netflix announced during our break that they'll be remaking One Piece, not as far as the live action which will continue to happen, but they're literally going to remake the anime of One Piece and just add the article The in front of it called The One Piece. And if I had to personally guess, I think what they're going to be doing probably is giving One Piece the Dragon Ball Z Kai treatment, which is like, hey, we look back with the benefit of hindsight, we can cut some things, condense some places, da 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 woo woo, and essentially make it shorter and more friendly to like new users because I love One Piece and everything. As much as I love it myself, I got you got to admit that it's very intimidating trying to ask somebody who's completely fresh and new to commit to that at this point. That is so much. And that's a big reason why some people might not do so. So this is my theory at this point, that that's what the remedy of this is going to be. With all of this stuff coming out, you might have to ask yourself, how is Oda capable of doing all this? Well, if you've been watching one Piece or reading One Piece or in that universe for a while now, you've probably heard many stories leak out about how Ichiro Oda himself specifically, or even some people who write manga, mangaka in general, tend to have a habit of working themselves to the point of exhaustion, or worse in some cases. Well, that theory, story, framing was kind of re-energized this week as a story started to recirculate where a former editor for One Piece was once told by Oda himself that he should quote-unquote die for One Piece and be willing to basically put his life body on the line to make sure that he makes deadlines, gets the work done and all that. And again, in the same article, it was said that if his health declined due to overwork, that Oda offered to financially take care of his family for him. Now, one side you could look at that as like a real strong commitment to your work. Other side you could look at that is, hey, that's not healthy and it's especially unhealthy to put that on the other people who have to report to you. I need to take a breath. Mikkel, do you have any One Piece thoughts? 
Listeners of the podcast may recall that I started my One Piece journey at the start of the pandemic, and I got current over two and a half years. It, it took a minute. It was worth it. It is It is one of the best pieces of fiction I think I've read in a very long time. It does so many things well. It is It is a lot of content. It is so much content. It is it is too much content for for a normal person. I consume media at at a very very fast pace compared to a lot of people. So, uh, on all of this, I think remaking the One Piece while the original is still going on is a weird decision. But I get it. Like, the live action did in fact uh, attract a lot of new people to the franchise, so it makes sense that they want to keep that momentum up. It makes perfect sense that Netflix wants to keep making that One Piece money now that they know for sure there's so much One Piece money to make. And yeah, I I'm excited for all of these things. It's gonna be it's gonna be a weird time. It's gonna be a good time. Uh, so much so much content. And uh, yes, at some point we will have to discuss the working conditions of mangakas and Japanese animators. But uh, that's a different episode. I feel like. Yeah, it's probably not a 30-minute episode of a podcast, you know, right? But you do remind me of something, how I want, and I may say on this podcast, and if I said it five times by now, please forgive me, but someone once pointed out to me that anime is now what comic books were, like, 15 years ago, before we got the MCU and everything, where, like, we're getting a mixed number, like, where we're getting mixed results as far as adaptations go, the core audience is there, but it's right for potential to grow up. Mm-hmm. I can see that being the case. So, like, who knows? We might get some big extended, we might just get the One Piece extended universe soon or something. Who knows? Moving on, sticking with Netflix, there's a new anime out that just debuted episode one or two, depending on when you're hearing this, called Delicious in Dungeon. And I'm not going to read the entire description for you here, but essentially it's about basically like kind of a high fantasy world and everything where the main character and his party go back into a dungeon that they were kicked out of with limited resources. And to survive, they decide that they're going to eat the monsters that they kill with special recipes that they've gotten from a guide. But it's apparently supposed to be pretty nice and wholesome and everything. I've only watched five minutes of it myself. I'm going to watch it for sure because the main character is voiced by an actor who I'm a very big fan of, name of Damien Haas. I am primarily a fan of his work on all the stuff he's done with Smosh, which is at this point a legendary YouTube channel, which is a weird thing to say. But um, just to give you some background information, we will get a total of 24 episodes this season that will be airing as a simuldub, which means that both sub and dub anime fans can enjoy the show simultaneously as things are meant to be in a perfect world. Moving on to other streamers. There's a new show that just dropped this week called Solo Leveling. And the premise of that is, this is a quote, known as the weakest hunter of all mankind, E-Ray Hunter Jin Woo-Sung's contribution to raids amounts to trying to not get killed unfortunately between his mother's hospital bills his sister's tuition and his own lack of job prospects he has no choice but to continue to put his life on the line so when an opportunity arises for a bigger payout he takes it only to come face to face with a being whose power outranks anything he's ever seen with the party leader missing an arm and the only healer a quivering mess can gene Woo somehow find them a way out so kind of more so in that whole high fantasy realm and everything but the reason why i bring this anime up and also took the time to read the full description is because when this first debuted it reportedly crashed crunchyroll 
Like so many people tried to watch this at once, but the app just stopped working, which is even only confounded by the fact that more people trying to watch the show, and then also everyone was seeing tweets about it, trying to check to see if it really did crash, which I'm sure doesn't help anything whatsoever. But like this is apparently a big deal. I'm telling you now that if you just want to stay up to date with anime and what's going on in that, apparently this is a show you're supposed to be watching. Moving on, Blue Exorcist is an anime that's close to my heart that I've seen and watched over the years. And by over the years, I literally mean that because the first season debuted in 2011 and the second season debuted in 2017. And I bring this up now because as of today, as of this recording, season three of Blue Exorcist, which is called Blue Exorcist Shimane Illuminati Saga, debuted. And you can watch that where you normally watch anime. But I just want to point out that anime schedules are really weird, y'all. Like, this is so long that I've forgotten everything I've seen, so i got to do a rewatch, which may or may not be their plan to begin with. <laughs> Next up, we got a big Dragon Ball update. So, personally, Dragon Ball, I have not really paid attention to it since the last series ran and everything. Because like, I just know, like, hey, when they make Dragon Ball, I'm going to find it because it's the huge property and all that kind of stuff. Which is ironic, because an executive producer of Dragon Ball recently did an interview basically saying that Dragon Ball as a franchise needs to do a better job of taking advantage of this new demand in the audience and everything because anime is getting is ripe for growth and opportunity and reaching out new audiences and all that kind of stuff. And for some reason, maybe just because they're not considered one of the main anime anymore and they're mainly a legacy act at this point, Dragon Ball executives feel like Dragon Ball isn't doing enough in that regard. Which may or may not, but I'm going to say is connected to the fact that we're getting a new Dragon Ball series this year, folks. It is called Dragon Ball Daiden, and we don't have specific dates when that release is supposed to happen just yet, but it will be happening sometime, at least it's scheduled to happen sometime this fall of 2024, so we've got a ways to go. But the one thing we do know about this show is that they've made the characters kids again. Well, my bad. They've made Goku a kid again. It's TBD on who else they've made a child. And the reason why I say again is if you have been a lifelong Dragon Ball fan such as myself... You remember the fever dream that was Dragon Ball GT, which is like the main time people think of when Goku was an adult transformed into a child, and it did not quite work out so super well. So fingers crossed we don't get another Dragon Ball GT here. And lastly, just want to highlight a couple other shows we got coming out, or not, properties we have coming out this year before Mikael takes over and rounds us out. We have a new season of Demon Slayer, new seasons of My Hero Academia, and we are getting a movie for one of my personal faves, The Great Pretender, which is a great like heist anime show you can watch on Netflix right now. It's two seasons. This movie's probably going to wrap it all up. That's a good one of a swan song, like they do with everything that I know and love, unfortunately. But we're getting more content, so that's great. I'm going to take another breath. All right, so before we get to a padded and not padded and lightning round, I shall add just a couple bits of details to, to some of the anime properties that Keith has mentioned. Uh, I have watched Delicious in Dungeon. It's very good. Uh, it It... It doesn't start wholesome. Uh, the the reason why the 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 party got kicked out is because the main character's sister got eaten by a dragon. It gets wholesome after that particularly brutal intro section. I will be watching it every week. It it looks it looks fun. Solo leveling also just watched this morning. It was interesting. Uh, one of our uh, friends, Carrie, did a write up for uh, Black Nerd Problems, so you can read uh, her thoughts on the site. I also have not seen Blue Exorcist since the second season came out seven years ago. Excited about that. And yeah, Dragon Ball is is one of the originals. So good for them for trying to persist into the world. So, um, And of course, all of the other series you listed are just staples out of, of the zeitgeist at the moment. So let's go into our lightning round. So first off, 
New Year's means new things entering the public domain. And this year, that means that not even 12 hours past the the year change, we got several horror reimaginings of the Steamboat Willie version of Mickey Mouse. Because this is the only thing people think can do with public domain properties is to imagine them as scary, gory things. I don't know. Like Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, yeah. That took mm. that took a minute. Like that that took planning. Like Winnie the Pooh, and then there was like time passing, and then we got the horror movie. Well, with this, with this one, it was sort of like Steamboat Willie's public domain. Here we go. We've been waiting. Now we're ready. Best Buy announced the death knell of physical media, or at the very least, they announced that they would no longer be selling DVDs or Blu-ray discs at their in-store locations or their online shop. Get your DVDs and Blu-rays while you can, because uh, we're not sure how long those are going to be there. Uh, right. Or online is strong. Also true. Also true. So many options, some of which we can actively promote on this podcast and some of which we can't. Uh, a Deadline exclusive let us know that uh, Universal Pictures is in the works to not only live adapt DreamWorks' animation How to Train Your Dragon, but Gerald Butler is in talks to reprise his role as Hiccup's father. Very exciting. One of my favorite movie franchises. Uh, loved it dearly. So, And then from Netflix, they have so many announcements, but in particular, we have the Feet 3 Body Problem, an adaptation of the beloved sci-fi novel by Liu Shishen, and that comes out March 21st this year. And then finally, Arcane Season 2, this November. Enough said. And if you want more from the Black Nerd Problems, broadcast and network be sure to follow us on twitter instagram and twitch that was this week in nerd news tune in next week for more pop culture i am your host michael snyder and i'm your host keith Ree cleveland and please remember to like comment and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts welcome to the new year we'll be back next week let's go 2024